Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. stay moving Eat with a group of other people kind of like the israelites moving out of egypt yeah sort of yeah sort of a, a lot like the israelites kind of yeah. like you uh pack up your tent and go kind of situation mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly yeah so do you come up to watery bodies and you stick a long walking stick in there and expect it to split for the people that you just kind of lead around and they look confused when it doesn't split <laughs> it's just you <laughs> splashing around in a fountain it's yeah i uh I, I, I then try to just jump in and just pretend like I'm walking through it, but you know, it doesn't always work. I am sort of a leader of, of people. Yeah. You know? They might not find your house, but I feel like they would find the few hundred people that are just kind of following you around. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Are you living like a mobile home? Like, why, when you say you stay moving, mm-hmm. is it like a mobile home situation or? A mobile home is kind of what I aspire to be living in. Currently, it's a it's a two man tent situation. Two men, but for one man. But just for one man, yeah. There's oh. okay. Is the tent on wheels? No, the tent's not on wheels. What I do is I have a wheelbarrow and yeah. I I uh, pack up the tent and I just throw it in the wheelbarrow and I wheel it away in okay. the woods. It's a lot of tent for one man. It is. <laughs> have you ever Where thought about getting a roommate? Yeah. <laughs> But you know, if you if there is anybody um, that is looking for a roommate, I mean, I could probably <laughs> move some of my stuff around in the tent. You Don't know, you and, have to do that every time you pick it up and move. Well, but I set it back up again. Okay, okay. In the exact same spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His lava lamp's got to go somewhere. Yeah, it's got to go. <laughs> I've got to. You sh- don't have electricity, <laughs> so it's just a nasty looking <laughs> lamp with that hasn't wax moved. I've <laughs> yeah. got a just a shelf full of Furbies. <laughs> Those Furbies don't pay rent, though, so you might need No, a- they don't. But the thing what? is, if I find the right roommate, I can move the Furbies to my side. Like, I've got enough room over there. It's not. It won't be a big deal. This guy bragging about his square footage. You know, I mean, it's, it's a it's a two-person tent, but I'm, I make it work, you know? Questionable Detour Podcast at Gmail if you want to... If you want to move in with Alex. If you want to move into a just a two-person Coleman tent... <laughs> A bunch of Furbies with a with just a shelf, a shelf full of Furbies and one lava lamp. You <laughs> gotta be willing to move. It's <laughs> kind of the whole gimmick with a tent. And I think um, I, I feel like it goes without saying, but I'm gonna go ahead and put it on record. Um, you're probably pushing the wheelbarrow half the time. <laughs> I mean, if we're if, if we're splitting this situation 50-50, you gotta do your share of the pushing. You do need to let them know that while yes, you will split the work. Of the wheelbarrow, and while you will split the square footage of the tent, you are sleeping in one sleeping bag. Yeah, what we do is we have we have one sleeping bag, and it's the kind that has the additional blanket on the inside. Yeah. So I sleep, additional blanket, and then the other person sleeps on top of that. <laughs> kind of like a double-decker bus situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds comfortable and warm. <laughs> Sounds homey. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. What's the rate for the people that might be interested in splitting a tent with you? Well, I don't really take money. I don't really see money as something that's valuable. But if somebody comes and shows me some cool rocks, <laughs> I would be into that. And I, I think that would open the door to uh, us having a conversation to see if we can maybe come to an agreement. Okay. Well, there you go. Find some new age fossils, folks. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You yeah. want to live with Alan and sleep on top of him in a sleeping bag. <laughs> Find some cool looking rocks. Find some rocks. Uh, bring them here. We'll talk. <laughs> 
if you need any other pun names, just come to me. I got the the bank. See, I got, don't be overbearing. You're I really got, bragging yeah. about that. Who get, who at work gave you a compliment today? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they stop. <laughs> your your self confidence is at an all time high right now. Yeah. We need to break that down. Email us in questionable detour podcast at gmail. Tell Evan how bad he is. Tell me how. Awful break him I down. Let you me can hear just, it, folks. I mean, we'll have anything from your extended paragraphs to just one word email saying bad. <laughs> We'll take what we can get. Evan, his, I'll ignore all of it. His self-confidence is too high. Too high. It, too it, high. No, it's not good for anybody when it's this high. Yeah. It really throws the dynamic of the room off. <laughs> yeah. There's a hierarchy, and Evan is the doormat. Yeah. <laughs> Been stepped on for too long. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> See that? Look at him. I'm rising up. See that? He's. I got one little ounce of confidence in me. (laughs) He started referring to himself as daddy, and I don't like it. Lord daddy. Lord daddy. Well, you know, when you you know what you got, you got to flaunt it. And what I got is a Lord daddy complex. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'll be seeing you two. When you're not as poor as you are, sure, you know, you know and I'm as fantastic and rich as I am um, as a person. So, just let me know when you're kind of here, you know, at at Lord Daddy status. What what happened today for you to get this complex? Yeah, logged into my computer at work. You know, the first thing I saw was an email saying, "Good to close this ticket." So I did. I closed the the ticket, and uh, so you just did your job. The yep. bar is so low. <laughs> Finally did it. <laughs> Finally did my job. <laughs> Felt good. You found your purpose. All the things that this work that my job has been paying for yeah. is finally paid off for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm finally putting in that one that one hour of work. I'm you glad. Know? I'm glad. Well, what a, what a king. What, what, really. A, king. a lord. A lord daddy. A lord, a lord daddy. daddy, if you will. Well, again, questionable detour podcast at gmail.com. Right, tell, let's break Evan down. It's too, it's too big. He's too high. He needs to, he needs to get back in his place. Everyone else is peeing. <laughs> All right, welcome to Questionable Detour. Let's do some hypotheticals. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. All right, so our hypothetical this week comes from a local Saturday worker named Hunter. He says, here I am listening to the new episode, Suicide, very relatable. Thanks, Hunter. Yeah. While sitting, waiting on the dentist. I hate the dentist, and I always feel like they are molesting me. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you guys think about that? What you need to go? To, you need to find a new dentist. <laughs> I just want to know what you guys would do as a dentist to make me feel more comfortable. Thanks, your local Saturday worker, Hunter. So, so I guess molesting you is off the table. I, it seems like it. That doesn't. That we're doesn't. the dentist in this situation. Yeah, we're the dentist in this situation. So you can't molest them because apparently that would not make him feel more comfortable. <sighs> My why why did you become a dentist? You yeah. know, <laughs> I gotta change my answer real quick. <laughs> Hunter, uh, find another dentist. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know really shouldn't have to say that. Yeah, let me say this, Hunter. Though it's his job to put his hands in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you're you to, paying him for that. Yeah. I don't want you to leave that dentist and go to another guy and realize that he's gonna do the same thing to you. <laughs> don't get to court and when they bring up that doll and ask you where did he touch you. You point to the mouth because they're going to be like, yeah, he's a dentist. That makes sense. As long as he's using his hands. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, a little yeah, yeah. a little elbow action is required at the dentist, I think. I'll give you that. For the heavy duty work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But okay. Okay. We could all be dentists. Let's be real. We've chosen our path in life because we chose it. But if required, we could be a dentist. So what would y'all do as a dentist 
to make your patients feel comfortable? Because for most people, uh, the dentist office tends to be a place of anxiety. What would you do to make your patients feel comfortable? I think first and foremost, the only time I feel comfortable is when I've been slightly bribed, if you will. Okay. I've been passed some money and I'm like, okay, well, this guy is serious. Yes, he, he has money. Yeah. So I feel instantly more comfortable, but... You're just describing a business. He has money. That's not a bribe. Somebody just paying you for your services. Do they Do they pay it like under the table? Do they come with like a jacket where they kind of hide the money when they hand it to you? People are like, how do we pay you, Evan? He, and they're like, with a card, and like, no, no, slide an envelope across the table. Yeah. Meet me at a park bench, <laughs> and don't look at me. Put the money in a brown sandwich bag. Yeah, so I don't like them paying my receptionist. I okay. like them paying me straight up, yeah. cash in hand. Sure. I'm a cash-only business. Uh, that way I don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, of course. You will realize I was talking about, as a patient, I feel more comfortable. Because I, I don't need to be comfortable as a doctor. I'm always comfortable. It's my hands in your mouth kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking as a patient when I feel more comfortable is when I get slid at 20. Sure. So I do like to give, you know, kind of as they're sitting down in my chair, kind of secretly fold up a, a 10, you know, and slide it into their hands. So they feel that crisp 10 sure. and they're like, this guy, this guy has money. Yeah. And he wants me to feel comfortable because he's sliding me a 10. The $10 bill makes them think that this guy has money. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And they don't even get to look at it. They, I kind of just slide it in there and they hold it and they're like, you this the is money. They don't oh. know if it's a 10 or a 20. They haven't looked it at it. It could be monopoly money. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I immediately knock them out. Sleeping gas. Sleeping gas. Not with like a two by four. Eh, depends on the patient. Yeah. How hard they, <laughs> how hard they are to knock out. But, Whenever they do get knocked out, I obviously take the ten dollar bill back. I'm not made of money. Not it made. Might of as money. well been on a string. Exactly. It'd be irresponsible <laughs> just to just to let them keep it. Yeah. Exactly. It's your money. So I immediately knock them out. Kind of pull their pants down a little bit. <laughs> Continue. Kind of pull their pants down a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just so they. <laughs> get them too hot you know they don't want to be hot <laughs> they don't want to be hot i get it i get it <laughs> i don't want them to feel constrained yeah uh in this seat <laughs> right yeah that's the worst thing about a doctor's office the the seat's always kind of just so small they're so small and uh, hands, yeah. feels hands like are so they're constricting constricting so i like to just let them loose a little yeah. bit just, just kind of just unbutton it the, just a button it. Unzip the pants. <laughs> just unzip it a little bit and then uh kind of do what i need to do as a as a dentist you, you, you know what, what that is <laughs> i think i think uh i think you need to describe it after the whole <laughs> pants situation i do my handiwork yeah oh oh no hands and mouth the whole charade yeah 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 take out a few teeth they may or may not need <laughs> okay you're just going after teeth <laughs> Well, I am a collector. So <laughs> you collect your teeth. Well, yeah. Doesn't it, every dentist? Do you have like a puka shell like necklace with just teeth on it? You like, yeah, yeah. Well, the like, whole office does. You like mm. it? You like an islander off King Kong? <laughs> <laughs> the whole office keeps them as like we know what we're doing. You know, we've done like... this before. We've been here before. So I like to make sure every worker in the office is like kind a trophy, of kind of. Yeah, it's like a trophy in a way, you, a knowledge trophy. I feel like you take a sharpie and draw like dots on each side of the tooth and use them as dye for your back room gambling games it's happened i'm not gonna say it hasn't sure we've used die in our back room yahtzee gambling games yeah, yeah what's important is when they wake up and they realize hey my pants have been undone they love it <laughs> they well, have they, never felt more comfortable how do they express that they love it 
they go, oh my God, what has happened here? And obviously that means, oh my God, I'm so comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'm so comfortable yeah, right like, now. Oh my gosh, what has happened here? I am so relaxed yeah. and rejuvenated. Yeah, of course. And I just explained, we got your dental work done. Um, it was great to see you again. See you same time next week. Oh, you next wow. week. Wow. Quick, quick yeah. turnover. Yeah, I gotta as those teeth grow back in, I gotta get them out. You know, this is how the patient would say this. He would say, "Oh, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, what's going on right now? They don't have any teeth. Yeah, they took all their teeth. Mm-hmm. They're just straight gumming it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they say that a lot. Yeah, it does sound like that. It it, it does sound like an eighty year old that just woke up and hasn't put their dentures mm-hmm. in yet and no pants. Well, not, l- well pants <laughs> pants are there. They're just a little loose. <laughs> I'm not a weirdo. I'm not taking their pants off. Yeah. I'm just loosening them. Do you put anything in their pockets so when they do wake up, they come out with a little treat? Yeah, put little uh, like little crystals in there. So they like know the they restaurant? Were... Like little tiny hamburgers? <laughs> yeah, we keep hamburgers, tiny hamburgers on hand, crystals hamburgers, extra mustard, obviously. You don't buy them fresh, though. No, we've had them in there for <laughs> a, at least two yeah, weeks. Absolutely. I think uh, the only thing that a crystals burger is good for is uh, just filling space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's nobody's buying that thing to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what we're planning for is just to kind of put something in their pocket to know we were thinking about them. And the fact that they are so old, they're almost gelatinous, what makes it easier for the people to eat since you just pulled out their teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that and if it gets a little smushed in there, it doesn't go everywhere because it kind of holds why, firm together. Why would it get smushed? Do you roll them around? No, just like when they're standing up, you know, and the pants crease and whatnot. <laughs> You know how pockets work. <laughs> a lot of patients come back the next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably with lawsuits, like a court order. They they come back with paperwork. Sure. Do I throw it all away immediately? Sure. Yeah. I'm not here to read stuff. I'm here <laughs> to knock people out, take their teeth, and give them a crystals hamburger. <laughs> That's really all I'm here for, and all people should expect from me. So yeah, I rest my case. I would feel comfortable. I'd say so. I, I don't know why you haven't like loosened my pants a little bit right now. You're I gotta say, I would, out, yeah. I would probably be maybe wearing some gym shorts under though, under my pants. Just that's think. a good point. What happens then with your with your practice? Like I got a basketball game afterwards. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, it happens. We just gotta check that that string, that drawstring. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's it's not tied. Uh, yeah. Not trying to hold anything up or constrict any of the waist section. Be loose. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. their waist is constricted, their mouth will also be constricted, and it, it, it makes it harder for me to yank some teeth out. So I, I like can tell you sure. learned a lot from dental school <laughs> with your anti-reading policy. Yeah. Top of my class. <laughs> top of my class in every aspect, especially the anesthetic portion of it. Yeah. You, um, yeah. Pass you it with flying colors. Out. Yeah. Come check us out. Yeah. What's your, uh, dental, what's your dental office name? Is it Teeth Urban? <laughs> Because you generally love country music and you work in an urban neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Molar opposites. Incisor, I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> John Wilkes Tooth. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we do call ourselves John Wilkes Tooth. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you watch you a play, the if you <laughs> if you watch a play here, we'll shoot you in the back of the head for sure. <laughs> Literally, yeah. You offer plays. Yeah, we we put on a play. You offer theater. Yeah, we we put on we put on plays in the back room. There's a kind of a Confederate bent to your office. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. Go see Evan DDS at John Wilkes Tooth. (laughs) If the curtains come open, don't watch. Don't look. Turn away. Turn away. (laughs)
Because somebody will shoot you in the back of the head with a flintlock black powder pistol. <laughs> and you may or may not get money handed to you and then taken away. And your pants become loose. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, great. it's a disaster. <laughs> we are hemorrhaging money. <laughs> All right, Alan. Alan DDS. What's your dental office like? Well, I know that going to the dentist can be weird. It's it's uncomfortable for me. I don't like laying down in that oddly reclining chair that's not comfortable yeah, in absolutely. the slightest. And I know people can also be uncomfortable with the way their teeth look. So what I like to do is I like to kind of augment their teeth. Great. I mean, people need that. People are looking to mm-hmm. have a better yeah. smile. Yeah. Most people are kind of down about that. And they think mm-hmm. braces is the way to go. Um, I'm going to say hard pass on that. Braces, waste of money. You look absolutely ridiculous. And you're just going to stop wearing your retainers anyways sure, in a few absolutely. years. So what's the point? I know I have. Yeah. So instead, I'm going to remove all of their teeth. And I'm going to replace it with just uh, fun objects like glass. <laughs> Shards of glass. <laughs> Do you break the glass in front of them mm-hmm. so they see their teeth organically made? I show them a variety of glass bottles and a window pane. Yeah, you know. Uh, I say, you know, which one? Which one would you prefer? You know, I like I like to get their involvement. Sure, in absolutely. It's their because, teeth because again, we're trying to make them more comfortable, and so they'll tell me, and I'll just one moment, please, just take a brick and just start just smashing all the glass up. You like you're about to start a bar fight in the right, 1800s. right, right. <laughs> I just you know just smash it up and just uh, say all right well I'm gonna I'm gonna put you down for a second and you're gonna you're gonna wake up with the new ability <laughs> to bleed from your mouth <laughs> to bleed from your mouth but not only that you'll be able to cause others to bleed when you sink your newfound teeth right into their body when your incisors pierce their skin yeah you'll feel like a new man. <laughs> You'll feel like a new man because there's one less man on this planet. Right. You've taken that man's place. (laughs) As far as knocking them out, this method seems convenient because they choose a certain bottle Mm -hmm. and you just bonk them over the head. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty easy that way. Is that what you do? How do you knock them out normally? Well, what I'll do is, you know, when I take the brick and I start smashing that, uh, my, my one brick, the office brick, when I <laughs> when I take it and just start smashing that bottle up, I, you know, eventually move right along to their head and just yeah, kind of give them a just give give them a one two on the head and turn around, and, uh, yeah, bonk them right in the head like it's the three students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, does the office brick have a little piece of tape that says "Please return to the front"? Yeah, it's got so. it's got it's got my initials on it. I, I I bet it's so annoying to go. Where's the office brick? Yeah, and you got to go yeah. room by room, be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Samantha, that's right. Do you have the office brick?" And she's like, "No, I saw Carl had it last." And you know how sometimes in an office, like if there's a pen at the front desk, they'll like tape something weird to it, you know, specific, yeah, yeah, like, like a, a flower, a flower, like, or like a fork or something. I just I tape a spoon to my brick. Oh, nice. So exactly. you know, every, everybody knows that that metal spoon. You know, if, if it's if it's attached to something, that means it's fine. It's, well, it's, it's easier to find that way. It's too. easier yeah, to find. Yeah. I mean. You got something extended, you know, kind of making it stick out. Yeah. Like like somebody picks up a brick and they go, is this the office brick? And they're like, no, no, it doesn't have the metal spoon Mm -hmm. attached to it. It just just... came off the side of the building earlier. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yours is in a dilapidated (laughs) building. (laughs) The foundation is falling apart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not a new quote unquote building by any means. Uh, This is actually the back of a local watering hole. (laughs) Just it's the building's falling apart. I get all my bottles from the bar. That makes you know. sense, yeah. And all your patients too. And yeah. All, yeah, yeah. Once they've kind of you know about to pass out from they just kind of the drink. They just come over, mosey on over, stumble back into the back. They're already you know probably not feeling great. They're hanging out there. You know they get a couple drinks in them. They're feeling worse. Yeah. They're like, man, I tell you what, I need is probably some better teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know how drunk people go, man. You know I would love are. some dental you know, work uh, right now. Yeah. The only thing that can make this better is if my smile just illuminated the room. Yeah. 
What if I had a series of mirrors in my mouth? <laughs> Maybe then I'd get my family back. You know? uh, the one thing I need less in my life is these teeth and mm-hmm. more Lego pieces of different <laughs> yeah. colors right, shoved right, into right. my mouth where my teeth used to be. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have to be glass either. Like Evan was saying, it could be Lego pieces. I could build you what I think your teeth should look like out yeah. of Legos. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be fun. It'd you be... look like Bowser, you know, kind of yeah. like. With like the sharp T. Yeah, yeah, I like. So, I like. So that it begs the question: as the professional here, go ahead and tell us what you think Evan and I should have in our mouths. Okay, I'm gonna kind of stammer around to pretend like I'm just now having to think about it, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you: I've I've already got you guys planned out. Yeah, you've Seems been like asking us to come yeah. to your yeah. your dentist office for a while now. For Evan, I'm gonna remove those teeth and just replace it with a bunch of drill bits. It's kind of cool. It's kind of you're like a little Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it's gonna like, be it's gonna be a little multi tool. You know, yeah. we'll have we'll have you know Phillips head, flathead. We'll we'll cover run the run the gambit on drill bits. Oh, yeah, different like, sizes. It'll be great. Sink my tooth into a piece of wood and kind of just like spin around for a little yeah, bit. You'll need to you'll need get a to rotate your body yourself because obviously yeah. the drill bit's not gonna yeah. not gonna twist on <laughs> yeah. its own. Um, It'll be convenient up to the point where you actually need to do it. Yeah, and then I get <laughs> yeah. really dizzy and like. <laughs> You'll be great on the construction side. It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be fun nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's mine? What, what are you going to do for me? Zach, you're going to you're going to just have a bunch of colored pencils and then <laughs> you're going to have one metal straw. Okay. It seems inconsistent. But I'm willing to <laughs> hear you out on the reasoning behind the inconsistency. Let's call it artistic license. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which you got with your certificate of dentistry at the local community college that you got. Yeah, and they misspelled it. If you look at it, it says autistic license, <laughs> but it, I've been assured that it's artistic. They get, you have to have a license to be autistic now? <laughs> I, you know, they got, you have to get a license. You have to drive, you know. Anybody used to be autistic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now they make it a chore. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta show two forms of ID and <laughs> rate on a scale of how, one to ten on how much you like trains. <laughs> Can he like color pictures with his teeth then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the uh, the plus side to that. Um, the straw is sort of just for looks, uh, just so you can tell him apart from some of my other patients that yeah. I've just done the strict Crayola look to. Yeah. But yeah, Zach, what he'll do is basically just uh, take a piece of paper and just bite down on it and just pull it around in his mouth and he's just gonna he's gonna make make great colors you know yeah just a lot of colors not a lot of shape very abstract what i what one of my newest one is is uh just a just a pair of dice where the buck teeth are that's good that's good and then the rest of the teeth nickels (laughs) i like that you miss mix and match that's that's just fashion right there i feel like that person you did that for because they told you they went to a casino one time (laughs) yeah yeah and you're like well and I they have only for you. They only went for the crab leg buffet. Yeah. They didn't even gamble. <laughs> and it, the only reason you even heard that fact about him because you finally took out your headphones to say what? What was that? Yeah, I, I only I only heard in. the last half of their sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize how it started. And they and the rest of their sentence was this was a gamble to come here and I don't gamble. I've only ever been to a casino once. Mm-hmm. And you just heard I've only ever been to a casino. And you were like, I have something for you. I had a coughing <laughs> fit when they said once. <laughs> and you didn't cover your mouth. No. <laughs> you <laughs> actually projected it into their mouth <laughs> while they were real, talking. I got real close to their face. We were nose to nose. <laughs> That's good. I, I would be comfortable at your your dentist office. Well, that's, I mean, that's that's my goal is I I, I want to make you the best you that you can be because the current you is not the you that I think that you need to be. Oh, that's and a you lot. tell them that. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> 
They get that right when they walk in the door. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> okay, well, here's what I would do as a dentist. I believe that the beginning of the dental experience starts in the waiting room. And you're going to wait because I take a lot of naps. I, I do a, a ratio of 10 minutes of work to a 30-minute nap. So you're, you're going to be in the waiting room for a while. And it's not big. We overbook. <laughs> There's a lot of people in there. And I'm not even totally sure they're all there for an appointment. It could just be a homeless man that came in out of the cold. But thankfully, you do have magazines for your reading pleasure. And to block everybody's sneezes. Because what I have done is I have left cat hair and dander in the waiting room. As far as the asbestos goes... I have not gotten it checked out yet. But because we keep so poor records, we don't know your name. What we do, we co- we come into that tiny waiting room, no bigger than an elevator. And we just call out your biggest insecurity. So we don't know your name. We're just like, hey, lazy eye, it's mm. your turn. You raise your stubby little fat hand. That's not your insecurity. Your insecurity, <laughs> <laughs> your insecurity is your lazy eye. We know that. That's why we said lazy eye and not stub hand. You come back there and first of all, the dental hygienist goes ahead and hawks ties you by your ankles and hands and drags you back there because you know <laughs> you've walked into this place you've been waiting for a way out and you haven't gotten it all of a sudden it's your turn you don't want to go but we hog tie you're mm-hmm. going back there we put you on the table it's warm because i took a nap and that's where i take a nap <laughs> and don't worry about the saliva on the headrest just wipe that off <laughs> i come in all professional well rested well, 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 very well rested. Nary a bag under my eye. Come in there. Say, welcome to my establishment. And uh, I wink at my dental hygienist. She says the N-word. Your mouth drops open from surprise. Boom, I have access into your mouth. I start doing my work. I start just yanking on teeth. I don't, I'm not really sure what your chart says because, again, our file system is literally just a pile of papers. It's a fire hazard in the back room. It's just mm-hmm. right next to some kerosene and matches. It's a good thing there's asbestos <laughs> surrounding the building. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and you might ask, do you put patients to sleep? And I do. I offer it. Uh, but I don't have like that laughing gas, that mint or bubble gum. I don't do that sissy stuff. My flavors are bark and a shoestring that came untied in a public bathroom. <laughs> and you have to deal with that. So a lot of time, my patients don't choose mm-hmm. to go to sleep. They're wide awake as I take a chisel and a hammer. And I look like I'm creating the stack statue of David in your mouth. Is that the one with the penis? He has a very small penis. Okay. But I make the penis bigger on your statue. (laughs) (laughs) Out of respect. Out of respect. (laughs) And to make you feel more comfortable. Because really, I do all this to make you feel more comfortable. Nothing makes you feel more comfortable than claustrophobia and the inability to escape. First question, why do you hate your patients? I don't hate my patients. I want to be a good disciplinarian, not their friend. You know? Okay. That's what they say. Don't don't be your patient's friend. You're you, there to do a job. Th- yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're not there to make a friend. Exactly. Yeah. So, question here. Who says the N-word? It's, it's a tactic that I use. I don't go say, ah, so overplayed in the uh-huh, dentist sure. world. You know? So I just, I, I give a wink to my dental hygienist, uh, and she says it, and you look surprised because you're not racist. What happens if somebody goes in there and their face doesn't change at all they say yeehaw (laughs) (laughs) what what word do you then say as a backup to get them to drop their jaw well you just say your cousin wife is running off with your brother there you go and they're like oh (laughs) like look so surprised you say uh y'all seen them new bud light cans (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. It's it's a good way to profile them. If they're not surprised by that, I know which route I'm taking next. Well, you don't have any, you know, you don't have any files on them. You have no information on them, so you kind of your your whole job is profiling them. Well, you, that, have to, you have to do that. <laughs> as soon as they walk in, you immediately stereotype. Yeah. At one point, I did have a file on them. I had their name and all their dental work from the past. But again, the filing system is me just taking a box of papers and just it's almost like I'm trying to get water out of a boat that's sinking. But I saw some of your files one time and it was a couple of receipts that you'd taken out of their pockets and then just a list of their favorite board games. <laughs> a lot of lint in there, too. A lot of lint. Yeah. I go through their pockets while they're knocked out because I always forget to ask them to pay. So while they're knocked oh, out, I'm just kind of okay. rummaging through okay. their pockets. We're trying to loot them for everything they yeah, got. It's, yeah, it's almost like a video game where once you kind of kill an enemy, you just kind of loot them. Yeah. After that, yeah, yeah. So I get my money, but I also don't get back anything else <laughs> that I've looted. So I, there's a big lost and found pile. Just the people's things. And they don't ask for them back because usually they're trying to get out of there pretty quick. So do you do any dental work? <laughs> Is it all just preliminary? <laughs> I do great dental work, okay? Nine out of ten dentists recommend me. But that's because I'm holding nine out of ten dentist families hostage. <laughs> There's always a twist. Yeah. And there are a lot of twists. I'm twisting the teeth. I'm chiseling the teeth. I've told y'all, I'm basically creating art. That's right. Like Leonardo da Vinci did. To who? Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm whitening teeth by using some acrylic paint and just a tiny toothbrush and they wake up <laughs> like my teeth are so white and chalky like, yeah. <laughs> like, like marble yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I'm gonna call my place gum and ammo mm. because when you're walking out there is an ammo shelf you can't you can buy your ammo from so, okay oh your yeah. gun supply store as well yeah it's just ammo or oh, ammo supply okay yeah just just ammo so what do y'all think about gums and ammo I think it's a great name I think it's probably it'd, it'd be cool if you maybe uh, stuck a bullet in somebody's mouth you know took a tooth out stuck a bullet in there <laughs> You know, <laughs> just stuck the barrel of a gun there. <laughs> Does the bullet have to come out of a gun? <laughs> no, just take, just remove just it. Just remove a, a tooth in their head, mouth. Just That's remove good. a tooth just, uh, and uh, and cement a bullet into their mouth. <laughs> it's like an action hero threatening somebody. <laughs> I don't mean stick the barrel of a gun in someone's mouth until they just start pouring sweat and then threaten them. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. But if it comes to that, <laughs> if that's what it takes to get the job done, if, at the end of the day, you're a dentist. If they, <laughs> if they keep denying my services, murder is always on the table. No, I also think it's a great name, and I think it stops there. Okay. I think that's where the goods kind of stop. <laughs> The rest needs a little work. Okay, it does. So you wouldn't be comfortable in my in gums and ammo by Zach DDS. Well, considering only like one person can be in the waiting room at a time, no telling how long the wait's gonna be. The only thing I'd be comfortable about is knowing that you're well rested. But the only thing I, I would be worried about beyond that is your work only lasts ten minutes. So if you're not done in ten minutes, <laughs> yeah, that's a you're problem. sitting in the chair for uh, the next at yeah. least thirty. Yeah, so seems pretty. You and, know, and I don't improper you, use I don't my time. get you out of that chair. No, so I st I'm still. <laughs> Hog tied. Yeah, you're tied into that chair. I just kind of nuzzle up next to you and fall asleep. Yeah. I'm worried about how he's like when he wakes up, though, because if anybody's ever taken a 30-minute nap, most of the time they, they wake up a little groggy and wishing they had more sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the first two minutes of that is him getting out of his sleep. Yeah, bunk. yeah. He's then you've only got eight around. minutes of good work. The foot would last a while. That's why the waiting room is so bad. But yeah, I'm never going to fall asleep at the wheel. Very rested. Yeah. Well, unless your drive is more than 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I guess you pull over. But <laughs> Maybe. I would just I would just move into your office if I were you. Yeah. I wouldn't drive far. I, I hope y'all feel comfortable. I hope Hunter would come to my... I wouldn't molest you, so... Yeah, I guess we I, all got that out of yeah, the yeah, bar we did, was we set would, really low. That's yeah, cool. We didn't molest... We wouldn't molest you, Hunter, so... Uh, come on. Come on to our dentistries. So that was our hypothetical. This week, we got a little... What did they say going on for us? So we'll hop into that real quick. Wait, wait. What do they say? What do they say? Wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what do they say? We need to figure it out fast. All right. This week on What Do They Say, if y'all don't remember this segment, basically what the title says, uh, we'd take a situation and we try to figure out what do people say in that situation. This week we got people with speech impediments. <laughs> um, a great group to target. Let's make fun of people that can't help themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's the QD specialty right there. <laughs> So I got some scenarios here. Boys, I want y'all to tell me what y'all think someone with a speech impediment would say what they in this situation. Those people would say. Those people. <laughs> All right. Situation number one. Someone with a speech impediment gets in an argument with their wife. What do they say? They're never going to say, I'm Willie Sawley. Willie Sawley. <laughs> you never never say that to your wife if you're in an argument. Yeah, never admit fault. They would, uh, you know, try and plead their case and they say, I was whistening. <laughs> Why are you always so serious? <laughs> All right, so what do they say when they're in a traffic stop? Cop pulls them over. That's a really cool gun. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't speeding. I was literally just driving. (laughs) Do I need to roll down this window? (laughs) (laughs) What do they say to their dying grandmother? Does he have me in her last will and testament? <laughs> I didn't think you were really going to die. <laughs> All right, now imagine this person in a bar fight. Oh. <laughs> I will break this bottle over your head. <laughs> you really think you're a tough guy, huh? <laughs> you're not that tough. You think you're twong? <laughs> All right. What do you think they say in an intimate moment? Oh, you're, you're giving me an election. <laughs> I'm walk hard. I'm walk hard. I'm sorry I'm so small. <laughs> you got me speechless. <laughs> All right. What do you think? They say when someone tells them to listen to the Questionable Detour podcast. Which you should. Tell all your friends with a speech impediment. Go and listen to us. Just tell your friends in general. But and they'll say exactly this. Even if they talk normal, yeah. you can, they can <laughs> listen to. Just tell your friends. Probably say, uh, these guys are not that great. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are retarded. <laughs> He's got your dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a speech impediment. <laughs> these guys are douchebags. <laughs> What do you think they say when they find out that their best friend's a neo-Nazi? <laughs> you know how people do. Yeah, it's so relatable. <laughs> you don't like the juice? <laughs> What's wrong with the juice? <laughs> so you just listen to White Wap? <laughs> <laughs> the Thwathica make fence now. <laughs> what do you think they say when someone sees their search history? <laughs> I swear that wasn't me. <laughs> It's not what it looks like. <laughs> what do you think they say when they realize they have a speech impediment? Willie? <laughs> Are you serious? Are you silly? <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I'm a great speaker. 
<laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Self-aware. I like that. <laughs> I'm really good at saying my Oz. I'm really good at it. We're really topping the suicide one from last week. <laughs> I thought I thought that was going to be our worst one. <laughs> this speech impediment's going to be our worst. Oh, man. Zach's going through a phase right now. <laughs> hey, listen to me. People might find this dark, but I want to let everybody know that might find this offensive. I, myself, and somebody that suffered from a speech impediment early on, I couldn't say my R's. I said my name like Zachary. I had to go speech therapy for that. What a nerd. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sitting here going through what they might say. That was me. From when I started talking, probably about fifth grade. I mm. couldn't say my R's. And it's unfortunate that my name has so many R's in it. <laughs> Two. That's a lot of R's. That's a lot of R's for somebody, somebody that can't say R. <laughs> so I just want you to know, I can make fun of people with speech in minute because I am one of those people. I had to fight it every day. <laughs> <laughs> And Evan and I both, we know Zach, so... Yeah, we had to live with that. Yeah, yeah. By proxy, you know. You can go, we, I can make, I can say that joke because I know somebody with a speech impediment. <laughs> we say things like, well, I think speech people with speech impediments should run for office. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in that. I guess the But there you go. That's, that's another segment of what, what would they say? <laughs> Our strictly non-offensive segment, what if, do they say? If you're offended by it as a person with a speech impediment, don't email us. Send us a voice note. Tell us how angry you are at us. We want to literally hear your frustrations. We want, we want, we want to hear why we are retarded. So as many listeners might know, is we as Questionable Detour crew get ourselves into a lot of sticky situations, but one of us tends to get themselves in a stickier situation than the other two, and that's Alan. Alan, he lives a wild life, carefree, reckless. When I get out of this studio, I am unhinged. <laughs> no pants. No. <laughs> no. Unshaven. <laughs> Just screaming at the top of his lungs at all times. Wearing one flip-flop. I wear a kilt made out of three bandanas. (laughs) Well, because Alan lives this way, he's in the news a lot. And Evan... A lot. Evan has an article from the Wall Street Journal. A very reputable It's weird. They're mostly finance, right? Mostly finance. They took a step out of their element just for this one. When you get news situations like this, they're like, we have to write about it. Yeah. There's no way you don't. Evan, what's what's it say in the Wall Street Journal? We interrupt this program for a breaking news story. Breaking news. Hold on. This is breaking news. So the Wall Street Journal wrote a little workup on Alan here. And it says this. In an unusual and perplexing turn of events, a man named Allen has recently come under scrutiny for his peculiar actions towards lumberjacks in a remote forest community. Local authorities were alerted when reports surfaced of Allen engaging in bizarre and unsettling behavior aimed at these working individuals. Eyewitnesses recount strange encounters where Allen would approach lumberjacks in the midst of their demanding work, dressed in a mismatched outfit of polka-dotted overalls and a top hat. He purportedly carried a boombox blaring circus music and performed impromptu juggling acts with chainsaws, causing significant distress and distraction to the lumberjacks, (laughs) I'd say. (laughs) 
Reports further indicate that Allen attempted to engage the Lumberjacks in unusual discussions on topics such as the history of mime artistry <laughs> and the physics of unicycles. These bewildering conversations left the Lumberjacks scratching their heads as they struggled to focus on their vital tasks. In one particularly unsettling incident, Allen is said to have organized a Lumberjack talent show deep within the forest. Lumberjacks were coerced into participating in eccentric competitions like log rolling while balancing on rubber balls and performing interpretive dance routines with their chainsaws. This event disrupted their workflow and left many feeling both uncomfortable and frustrated. As authorities investigate Allen's motives for these peculiar actions, tensions in the forest community continue to rise. Lumberjacks are demanding an end to these bizarre encounters and a return to a more focused and safe environment. The community remains baffled by Allen's strange behavior and is anxiously awaiting resolution in this puzzling case. So, Alan, new hobby? Yeah, you know, just hanging out with the, with the lumberjacks. <laughs> do you think every one of them is named Jack and lumber's what they do? We, That's. <laughs> do you think everybody is just their their career and then their their name? I think lumberjacks, they're, they're doing the right thing. I think every job should go by occupation, simple name. <laughs> so, I mean, if I'm going to break you guys down to your to your simple names, I would Evan would be uh, Computer Evan. <laughs> because as far as I know, he just does things on the computer. Yeah, I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't tell you what his job is to save my life. And Zach, you would be help you walk, Zach. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> it must be confusing for you to enter into this uh, probably close knit community of mm-hmm. lumberjacks and yeah. just call all of them Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But they all respond though. <laughs> so. It's because you're yelling at them. Just sometimes, sometimes the loudest decibel gets the most attention. You know. <laughs> so, Alan, what's the inspiration behind your outfit here? It says polka dotted overalls and a top hat. Is it just overalls? Like, do you have a shirt under it? It's just overalls. Yeah, of course. And then I've uh, cut polka dots out of uh, fabric and just glued them all over my overalls. Oh, so it's, the overalls didn't originally have polka dots. No, no, that's a, that's a little little homemade thing. Uh, that I that I kind of whipped up the other night. So I assume throughout the series of events, it becomes less polka dotted because the uh, glue <laughs> doesn't yeah, exactly keep yeah. them sticked. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm an active guy, and sometimes the more active you are, polka dots they they do tend to fall off. Yeah, yeah. especially when the overalls get soaked in sweat from you <laughs> yeah. juggling chainsaws yeah. and riding unicycles. <laughs> yeah, whatever else you may be doing to these lumberjacks. <laughs> but basically, my goal out here in these woods uh, with the community of Jack. <laughs> is I'm against deforestation. Okay, big environment guy. Uh, we talked about that before. Yeah, a huge. Yeah. We're you know this podcast is big environment guys. Killing the earth. You know we don't we don't think that you should kill the earth, but if you're gonna do it, at least do it in a fun way. Lumberjack's yeah. not a fun way. Not a fun. Seems kind of. <laughs> Seems kind of boring. Yeah, I'm I'm out there trying to distract these these jacks just to <laughs> do anything I can to keep them from cutting down trees. Absolutely, yeah. And by anything, you mean wearing distracting clothes and keeping them occupied mm-hmm. by the most boring conversation uh-huh. about yeah unicycle physics. I think it was yeah mime artistry. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's a huge history, and I don't you know I don't I don't mean to get into that with you, but I mean it's a rich history. Give dating. us a snippet. I think. Mimes, they first came around. <laughs> You're sourcing yourself. I've, I've heard, I've heard it said, and I'll, I'll cite the, I'll cite the source as um, Alan. Uh, 
In this in this case, history, Alan. He uh, he so eloquently put it one time. You sure this wasn't Alan DDS? Uh, Facts no. about mimes? Uh, no, dental dental Alan is doing his own thing. Okay, um, sure. He's he's being a nuisance elsewhere. <laughs> but you know, mimes date back to uh, really really the Native American times. Oh. Uh, before I didn't they, know that. But before they had use of language, um, <laughs> they just uh, they they just used their hands to uh, point to things. Sure, you yeah. know, look over there. Yeah. <laughs> They did. They did but a lot did of they that. They also say, "Look over there." <laughs> they did. They did not say that. As an audio medium, <laughs> I guess you have to explain that. You uh, guys, what I what I did is I I did a, a good one finger point. <laughs> it was uh, solid. The, it the made the table. Look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would do a lot of things like uh, placing their hand directly over their eyes, and indicating that they were looking in a certain direction, seeing <laughs> far, and the sun was up. Yeah, there she just went back in the sun. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you, I'm already bored. I'm already falling asleep. Yeah. If I were trying to cut down 48 feet trees Mm -hmm. 48 48 feet trees (laughs) they have a lot of feet Okay. 48 foot trees I would be falling asleep right now I'd be very frustrated that's the goal I want those but trees to stay up at yeah. the same time I would be very cautious when I am cutting down these trees because I'd be like oh well if there's a mime under here because mm-hmm. they're in the back of your mind now yeah in the back of your mime <laughs> uh, and you're like what if there's a mime under here and they're just not screaming at me to not chop mm-hmm. the tree yeah they're just they're just down there about to get smacked by the tree. moving their arms. It, it, turns the, it turns the whole woods into a mime field. <laughs> where, did you, uh, where did you learn how to juggle chainsaws? <laughs> did you juggle? Were you just tossing chainsaws in the air and it was just <laughs> people frantically running out of the area? Yeah, juggling is a little bit of a loose, a loose term for they, what I did. They kind of talked you up in the article. They made you seem very skilled. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Wall Street Journal, there. I, I really think that uh, regular journalism is not for them. I think they need to stick to financial journalism. <laughs> uh, I, thank you, guys, for uh, suggesting that I was actually juggling chainsaws. That that wasn't really what I was doing. I was throwing chainsaws at people. <laughs> They really messed that up. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I can see how, you know, with a positive spin on it, you could probably say that that's juggling. Yeah. Did they Just, ever touch your hand again after you threw them? You ran and picked no. them up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Threw well, them, picked them up, yeah. threw them, picked them up. Like, yeah, that's kind of a juggle. I did, I did yeah. have to retrieve them, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a juggle. Yeah. <laughs> Very What's loose, definition, loose of definition of juggling. <laughs> It touched your hand twice. Really, you don't. From this article, you don't seem like somebody that really sticks the definitions. No, 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 no. The article does mention that you organize a lumberjack lumberjack talent show, but it specifically says deep within the forest. It does specify that you did not do this on the outskirts. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was. I was really worried about uh, somebody stumbling into that. When you get a bunch of jacks around and they're just and and they're they're showing off their talents, you know that that could probably draw a bit of a crowd, and that's that's not what I want. I want I want this just to be for them. It's yeah. good that you're humble and you're not doing mm-hmm. this for tension and publicity. No, you're not doing at all. it not purely at all. for your environmental mm-hmm. goals. Not so a I, phone in sight, just no. jacks having a good time. Just just, just jacks. jacking it out. You just know? jacking off. <laughs> Just jacking it, you know? Just Alan and a bunch of dudes in deep in the forest, just jacking it. Just showing their talents of how they jack it. You know, I knew it was going to come up. Yikes. Oh, man. But uh, where the where the lumberjacks already deep in the forest, 
or did you kind of pied piper them <laughs> deeper into the forest? Yeah, what I did is I um, with a banjo, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, with a banjo, it says you had a brought a boombox, didn't it? Where did the article? Yeah, what the article yeah. did it say he had a boombox? It said he brought a boombox playing circus music when That's he was doing right. his. Uh, that was at the beginning, but when I let him down there, I did sort of pied piper them. I would I would uh, kind of sneak along opposite sides, and then I would rev the chainsaw in the direction I wanted them to go. <laughs> you were hurting them. Yeah, yeah, just like. <laughs> Yeah, like, sort of like a sheepdog kind of. I just would rev the chainsaw up. They'd all come this way because they think, ooh, work. We got to work. <laughs> <laughs> work to be done. Did you hear that work? <laughs> I, I remember you put uh, flannels like along the path that you wanted them oh, to yeah. go. So they yeah, kind of yeah. like run along, pick one up, be like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, you know? that's piece right. of candy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. flannel. <laughs> a lumberjack can never have too much flannel. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. And then I also had um, some, some cutouts of the brawny man. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case, in case my uh, guidance was a little too subtle. You did um, not seem like you tried to relate to them based off of the things you were wearing. <laughs> you did maybe chose, the opposite I of lumberjack things. I chose a different route. I, I think it's good to open their minds a little bit to maybe with a person that they don't come in contact with a lot. I assume you mean open their minds figuratively and not with a chainsaw. No, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that to uh, probably like Doctor Jack. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you Pied Piper them with chainsaw noises, enticements of work. What was it like when they finally got deep within the forest? And was there like a stage with lights? And what did the talent show look like for those jacks? There was a, there was a stage. The lights were actually just a series of tiki torches. Sure. Um, and they just <laughs> it's hard kinda, to run electricity out there. Yeah, I mean, we're like, like the article said, uh, they did get that correct. We are deep within the woods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's more like a the deep woods is like a feeling, yeah. you know, like... You you know when you get there. I think I've been to the deep woods before. Yeah. So for you, it's a feeling. You get to the deep woods, and yeah. it's just you're kind of strolling along, mm-hmm. and you just kind of stop and you know look around, and you're like, sort of. There's the, a satisfaction that comes yeah, about the, you. The, the forest reaches out to you, you know, and it says, uh, "You guys have made it." This is where you should have a lumberjack talent. This show. is this is where you should have a lumberjack talent show. And with the tiki torches, it makes it really begs the question. As the talent show went on and people started kind of getting voted out, did you have like a ceremony for voting who was the mm. weakest? Who survived? Who wasn't surviving? Yeah, yeah. We um, so we, we actually had a camera crew out there. Um, well, it kind of goes back onto what we were saying earlier, but the camera crew's good. <laughs> I'm sure it's for your own personal library. <laughs> yes. We just uh, we recorded them as they wrote down names and stuck it into a. A bucket, you know, and they would kind of give a little snippet as to why they think uh, so and so didn't do a good job. I, do we have a snippet of one of those lumberjacks? <laughs> I think we, uh, we might. Now, Jack just didn't have what it takes to cut it out here. <laughs> he just wasn't wearing his flannel the right way. I had to see him go. I hate to see him go, but love to watch him leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little homoerotic <laughs> lumberjack right there. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> What are y'all doing out there? <laughs> I think I'm going to be voting off Jack. I noticed his uh, interpretive dance routine, and while I while I understand that he uh, he did his best, it was technically not proficient. <laughs> I think there's a lot that he can work on. I think his song choice was poor. <laughs> the outfit didn't do him any favors. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Now, in that clip, he says the song choice wasn't any good, but all you had was carnival music. <laughs> you, the each, only music you brought was carnival music. The, uh, each, uh, 
each lumberjack carries a cassette tape okay. in their back pocket. I don't know if you guys were aware <laughs> oh, that of that. Did y'all, did y'all not know aware. that? No. I did not. Each lumberjack carries. Uh, they're assigned a cassette tape at oh, the beginning of their at the beginning of their job, and they carry it around with them. And that's the that's their song. Oh man, what did uh, what did the winner of the talent show get? Was it an extra day off? <laughs> they they don't have to work a, another twelve hour shift. Yeah, that yeah. Long. They 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 got an extra day off, and that goes back to me just wanting to keep that forest alive. Yeah. yeah like, so do you even have the power to do that? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, we got to remind you, you're not their boss. You're mm-hmm. just a a lunatic that is <laughs> yeah. doing talent. So. But I also feel like they get they only get paid for the hours they work, yeah. so they mm-hmm. don't really get paid time off. No, so. You really just told them, hey, you're not going to make money today to support your family. Mm-hmm. Reminded them that they're hourly, not salary. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that everyone loves to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and I'm just I'm just saying this to you guys because we're friends. I'm kind of sick of the lumberjacks. I mean, they're they're fine for a little bit, but I would not want to live with one. Seem like a one trick pony. Yeah, yeah. They got a thing, and that's it. You know, is <laughs> is weird that you keep going out to them then. <laughs> you don't like them that much. I don't like them, but I, I I like the forest more than I like them. So I'm just okay. I, I'm I'm just he trying has, to. Yeah, he has a cause. You're just, just there to just get just trying deep. to save the environment. Yeah. You know. Oh man, well, there you go. There's another adventure of Alan getting into some shenanigans. Just shenanigansizing. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Just shenanigansizing. Just shenanigansizing. That's <laughs> all Alan does. Just got there and shenanigansizes. <laughs> Shannon galvanizing. <laughs> But thank you to the Washington Post for going out of your comfort zone and writing about Alan. Wall Street Journal. It's the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to the Wall Street Journal for going out of your comfort zone and writing about Alan. It, he doesn't tell us what goes on in his day to day life. Yeah, we gotta, so, we gotta talk more about that. Yeah, we, you he, never bring these things the up. The only time we ever learn about Alan outside of being in the studio is through news articles from very reputable news sources. So. Well, I like to keep my my work and private life separate. I don't I don't like to bring my outside troubles into the office. That's right. That's, uh, I, I appreciate. Don't, I, I don't want to burden you guys. I appreciate with you that. not burdening burdening us with anything in your life. Yeah, it seems like a mess. <laughs> it seems unhinged. It is and directionless. <laughs> All right, that's that's a wrap on episode twenty-eight. Uh, Evan, give give the folks and the lumberjacks out there one-liner wisdom. You're scared of what happens when you sleep, but you should be more scared of what happens when you're awake. <laughs> Are you going through something over there, Monta? You okay? No. Got a lot of debts. <laughs> They can't collect in your sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alan. One line of wisdom for the Saturday workers out there. Everybody is always so worried about Father Time. What they need to be worried about is Uncle Osteoporosis. (laughs) (laughs) Which works together with Father Time. It's just more specific. They work together, yeah. Yeah. Come to a common goal. You often see them walking hand in hand. (laughs) Gay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I kiss every now and then. <laughs> it's not weird. It's not weird. <laughs> oh, man. But there you go. There's two wisdoms for you. If you have a hypothetical you want us to answer, or be like Hunter. Be like all the others that came before him. We're big Hunter fans, I think. Big, I mean, he he had a fans. he had a good he had a good question. Yeah, 
Very, very relatable. Yeah. Need advice from the wisest people on this planet? Go ahead and write in questionabledetourpodcast at gmail.com. But, uh, all right, boys, you want to be done? Yeah. Okay. They call me a lumberjack, but with all this hard work, I need a lumbar jack. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> the detour.